Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. I'm Tracy Brown, the fraud-busting body language expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion-dollar business deals. And I want you to be able to tell whose pants are on fire, make better decisions, and build your bottom line as well. Get ready. Let's dive in. It's Tracy, and I am back again with another episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups with super producer Alex, who is trying to direct me silently somehow with his fingers on <laughs> Zoom. It's not working. I'm being the conductor. I'm conducting you. Oh, That's okay. What I'm doing. Well, other than yeah. conducting, how you doing? How's I'm how's doing life? fantastic. Thank you for having me yep. on board today. I'm glad to be here. Oh, good, good. Well, you know, uh, you know what today is as we're recording. It is I opening day. It? Opening day for baseball season. For baseball season, and this involves the Houston Astros. How? Uh, because they're fixing to start playing, and yeah. as all the other teams are, I don't know uh-huh. how they're playing here in Denver, uh, mm-hmm. the Rockies, um, because it's snowing. it's snowing. Yes. Right. So we'll see about how that goes. Um, so welcome to spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spring. <laughs> this winter won't end. Anyway, um, so uh, you asked me earlier if I follow a lot of baseball. I kind of keep my eye on it. It's usually pretty easy around here with the Rockies. Just look at last place and you will find where the Rockies are. <laughs> um, and so, How do you feel about the new speeding up the uh, the game movement? Oh, with the, with the pitch clock? I think it's going to be great. Yeah, they got a timer on pitches now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, um, but you know what I uh, what I like more out of baseball than just the game is the sports scandals that come out of baseball. Like what? There's a lot of them. Mirrors and buzzers trying to figure out what the pitches are, uh, bugging locker rooms, and even uh, you know what football teams will do? They will go to a hotel and leave their playbook uh on in a hotel conference room like when they're oh, on like the a road. red herring yeah yeah well but it's but it's a fake playbook right a red herring sure. is that what that is yeah oh anyway well so, just it's a distraction that's all well, it is it is and so our guest today my guest ross bernstein he's a friend of mine he's a sports writer he's a speaker like me and he has his ear to the ground on all kinds of cheating scandals in all kinds of sports i did not know and i legitimately did not know that the mob and online gambling may affect the outcome of your favorite team's season. So how does this guy, Ross Bernstein, Mm -hmm. how is he so involved in all these secrets that the sports stars don't want you to know about? He He is just in the know. He is in the system. Everybody knows him. Tom Brady is on his cell phone. Mm -hmm. So he, he just, you know how you just know people? He just knows people. Yeah, but usually there's a reason why you know people. Uh, maybe he's in the mob. I don't know. Oh, that could be. Okay. Yeah, it could be. All right. So, well, but... let's close this session out right now. Why? Are you afraid, <laughs> are you afraid Ross is going to come after us? Well, no, I'm more concerned about the entire mob coming after us. Nah, they won't. Well, Ross is good. See, see, that's the thing. You know him and he'll he'll protect you. And he's like the nicest guy. But he knows things. And so here's the thing. Uh, I think what we should do is go talk to Ross and see what's going on with cheating in sports that may, you know, throw a season for a team. Because because there, there's big, big money involved. Are you trying to tell me that Ross is going to be more interesting than me? Yes. 
That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going there. Okay, well, not the first time that's, a, that's happened. Let's go listen to Ross. Let's go. It's Tracy, and I am back again with what I know is going to be one of the most fun-filled interviews I've ever done on Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups, because I have Ross Bernstein in the house, and I um, I had to drink coffee this morning. I don't drink coffee because I knew I had to keep up with you, Ross. <laughs> so um, you have a series of books uh, called The Code, and you're you're an author, you're a keynote speaker like me, and um, these books books and i'm just going to kind of you can clean me up here on this but uh basically they're the unwritten rules of hockey baseball and football and there are sections in each book about cheating and that's what i'm interested in not only from a from perspective but because you know i'm a retired athlete myself and yeah cheating has negatively affected my career cycling is just fraught so um ross why don't you just tell us like two seconds like a little bit about yourself because you have a very interesting history in sports (laughs) as well so let's let's hear it the real quick and well first of all it's great to see you tracy i am one of your biggest fans so i feel very honored to be on your your podcast so thank you um yeah, so my backstory real quick, I tried out to play hockey at the University of Minnesota, lasted about 10 minutes, I got cut, wound up becoming the team mascot, Goldie the Gopher, for the, for your viewers, you can see my gopher head is uh, actually up there, I became a, a cheerleader, a giant smelly rodent, that inspired my first book when I was a senior in college, called Gopher Hockey by the Hockey Gopher, and 50 books later I made a career out of it, so um that's the backstory of, of, but I've interviewed, you know, thousands of professional athletes. I've been a working member of the media and this series of books called the code, uh, were about the unwritten unspoken rules in, in sports. And there's a, um, I'll just kind of, this is what they, what they look like for your viewers. It's just kind of like, it's not about why a guy gets drilled in baseball or why there's fighting in hockey or, or why you get, you know, turned upside down in football. Um, and there, there's codes in every sport, like you said, in cycling, whether it's mm-hmm. uh, illegal motors and bikes or performance dancing drugs or sign stealing in baseball. But the fighting part about hockey, it's not from fighting. It's not about fighting. It's about what leads to it. It's if you cheat, if you disrespect someone, if you break this unwritten code of honor that the players live by, they allow the players to police themselves. Uh-huh. And that's what's fascinating about hockey specifically. So there's codes in every sport. Water polo has a code. People will grab you under the water to get you to cough up the ball. I mean, there's, there's, they and, try and, to and again, drown you in water. It, I know some water polo. Totally. <laughs> but basically, it all comes back to the same premise that there's a fine line between cheating and gamesmanship. Mm-hmm. And what's cheating and what's gamesmanship? What can you get away with? What will the refs not call? What, what, you know, what's, you know, if you can steal signs the right way in baseball, well, that mm-hmm. that's celebrated. You're a genius. But if you cheat, if you use an eye watch, if you do what the Houston Astros did and bang in a bang in a garbage can, use video, then you like Spygate, Deflategate. I mean, it's never ending. So, um, yeah. Okay. It, it, okay. So let's let's dive in because the the book I dove into the most here was uh, was the baseball book, and but we're going to talk about Deflategate because Deflategate is. We'll get there. It is prominently featured in my talk on lie detection with Tom Brady, who I know you have his phone number yet. <laughs> He's retired now. He won't take my calls. Believe me. I don't know. You said you have his phone number, but it's not in your phone. 
it, when I asked to see the number. Now, I would never call it, but I'm like, okay, Ross. I, I'm sure you've already gone through my phone because I know you uh, CIA types. You're already, you're very nefarious, you people. We are. And didn't we pass it around at the conference? Was that your phone or someone else? <laughs> that was someone else. We were taking, taking pictures of ourselves while they were on stage doing horrible things. But that's another story. Yeah, that is. Okay. Let's, let's just, let's talk about baseball first and then we'll get into some of the other sports. So sign stealing, that's the big thing. So I'm, I'm pretty curious about this because I, I've never, like I played softball and everything, but I've never, I don't really know the game within the game. Mm-hmm. And so like, how far ahead do we know what pitch is really going to be pitched? And like, like, let, let's talk, let's like frame me up, like from a beginner standpoint, and then we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> well, so in baseball, for the people that aren't big baseball fans, I mean, basically there's, you know, the pitcher and the catcher, yeah. they have a series of signs that the catcher will display as a series of hand signals sure. under his, his crotch, basically, uh-huh. when he's squatted down to show the pitcher. And he may look over at the coach and the coach may say, I want a fastball. I want to, uh-huh. and basically it's for, they're, they're playing the odds, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about trends and t- tendencies. Mm-hmm. So they know that if it's a right-handed pitcher and if they pitch him low to the outside, statistically the ball, stati- probability is the ball is going to go to this side of the, of the, of the, uh, uh, the infield and they can, they can have a, a, a switch. They'll, they'll pull the players over to compensate to, oh, wow. to cover okay. the odds. So that's a real, there's a lot of psychology. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they'll throw a, 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 a circle changeup or a curveball to get a guy thinking it's going to be this, and then they'll come back with a fastball. But it's basically there's there's a game within a game, and 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 they got a lot of language because they got a lot of Latino players, and oh, yeah. there's, there's language issues, so they use signs and. Mm-hmm. There's rules. If you if you get caught peeking at the signs, if you're a batter and you peek back, you're going to get drilled. Um, so they, they'll just hit you, and I mean they'll, that's they'll, not a joke. Getting hit by a fastball. Yeah. That's well, and and it's there's there's a whole thing about it now like a pitcher if he does it on purpose he can get tossed and they want to make sure they go through four or five innings to make sure they get credited for the game because they've got elevator clauses in their contract so there's oh. a lot of things now but mm-hmm. science thing is as old as baseball it's come back you know 150 years it's been around but basically if you if you're if you got a runner on second base and they can see the catcher uh-huh. then he'll he'll then that's fair game so uh-huh. then you've got to be sneaky in how you change your signs every inning because uh-huh. all of a sudden if a guy if the if, the, if your base runners in second base and he's looking at the catcher and he sees that it's going to be a curveball he might say like okay tracy or, or okay brownie uh-huh. meaning first name or last name first name is a is a, is a fastball second would be an off-speed pitch oh Basically, really yeah, or maybe they'll whistle, maybe they'll clap, maybe uh-huh. they'll do something interesting, wave their hand, do something, stretch. Yeah. But they, it's all preconceived. And every every inning, they'll change these um, so that they know. And that maybe it's disinformation. Maybe they want you to think that this is what's coming because then there's disinformation. Like, oh, they think huh. that this is coming. So uh-huh. it's really a game within a game, but it changes constantly. And it's, it's, it's psychotic to try and think about it. But there are some real famous celebrated sign stealers got po- guys who really study poker tells and they can uh-huh. they might every pitcher has a tell if they're going to throw a curveball do so they're going to do something a little bit different uh-huh. but you can't videotape them you can't like there's rules within the rules okay let's now, let's talk about the rules yeah. okay because okay so one of the things in in your book because it is about the 1900 game of Reds versus Phillies where they dug oh, up was at that game yeah you were at it yeah i think i thought you were um <laughs> <laughs> so, but they dug up a box and there was a buzzer, like, and they had a telescope well, in the outfield. Like, what? I mean, 
Well, this is this is the this is well. It, I I don't remember that specific thing because God knows what I wrote in all these books all these years it's ago. Been but a little bit, yeah. But that's it's okay. probably all just made it up as you know. But the, but there's a, the famous the famous one was okay. the, the shot heard around the world where uh, Ralph Branca. Uh-huh. Um, they basically they had a in 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 New York they had a uh, a buzzer uh, uh-huh. at the, it was it was at the third where the third base coach stands, and they had it wired from the outfield and there was. Basically, yeah, yeah, that, guy, that's this one here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is so so, but it it went to the guy, the 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 guy on the third baseline, the coach uh-huh. for the uh-huh. team. And when their guy was up to bat, it was the home field, uh-huh. and they had a guy in the in this in the they had these big old elaborate scoreboards back in the day. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy in there hiding with a World War II telescope. Yeah, and he would see what the catcher signs were, uh-huh. and then he would. There's a buzzer wire that was dug in the ground on the down onto yeah. the warning track in center field and buried and, and all the way over to the third baseline. Oh, and it would, and he would buzz him. So mm-hmm. if it was two buzzes, it was a fastball. If it was one buzz, yep. it was a speed pitch. Mm-hmm. And then basically he would can relay that to the, to the batter saying, okay, Tracy or okay, Brownie or mm-hmm. whatever. And if a player knows basically those two things, if it's a mm-hmm. fastball, it's going to come real fast. You stay way back in your stance. Uh-huh. You know, you play softball and then sure. you can swing away. If it's yeah. a curveball, you got to wait for it, but you can't guess because it's, it comes so fast. So basically they, they knew. So one of the most famous home runs, the giants mm-hmm. win the pennant uh, came off of cheating. And those two later acknowledged it, that they admitted it. And you know, it's like guys admitting steroids today. It's right. It's a different era, like the uh-huh. juiced ball era. They call these okay. the dead ball era, the the corked bat era, and they uh-huh. whatever they. So it's sort of like baseball is kind of had these eras, but back then that was like a thing, and people did it, and it was once it came out. I mean, those guys would do autograph showings together, and uh, Bobby Thompson and Ralph Branca. So you can uh-huh. Google it. It's a it's a very famous story. Well, okay, so because what what you called it was the golden age of espionage, right? And yeah. So, uh, like between mirrors and secret signs on the scoreboard, and I mean, yeah. What else were these guys doing? And and was it? Yeah, all- they might have a guy in the crowd with a newspaper, and they might hold it up one way or or not have a newspaper, and there were signals really? everywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, and still, still today, uh, there's a lot of this. I, as a member of the media, I'm in the press box. Uh-huh. Uh It's at games, not as much as I used to be, but. You can see uh, advanced scouts doing these things. I mean, it, same same as in football. They've got uh-huh. signs and they've got guys with different color wristbands and they call uh-huh. in a play to a to a play. And now the quarterbacks have 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 a have a headset so yeah. they can hear you uh-huh. for twenty seconds to avoid that because there was because this is what basically Spygate was. It was and it was basically it was about sign stealing. They got caught videotaping the signs to study uh-huh. them, but basically all the sports have these sort of sneaky. You have your mm-hmm. codes, and we're going to try and steal them. And if you do it the right way, like for instance, Paul Molitor wrote the foreword for the book, and I've, I've gotten to know mm-hmm. Paul over the years. He's a, from Minnesota, where I live, and he he was one of these. He was he was a savant. He he could study. He'd go out in the pregame and he would watch the pitcher, and um, they, they, he could figure it out. And then he would be able to con- tell his teammates in a mm-hmm. coded way. But that was considered respectful like like if you study it and figure it out that's okay Uh but if you cheat and use a telescope or video or then that's crossing a line Uh right so but it's like where's your line well it's like well they do it so we're gonna do it right what who's right Uh uh-huh wow okay so then let's let's talk about more modern like things and and i'm sure that this is in all sports right because because 
I know in NFL they do lip reading, right? That's why the guys always yeah they uh, cover, they cover their, their mouth. Yeah, they cover yeah. their mouth. I, I interviewed, by the way, I interviewed a former CIA spook who made a gigantic six-figure salary allegedly off uh-huh. the record for one of the teams as a he worked as a Latino lip reader. Because when you oh. guys guys come to the mound, a uh-huh. catcher and a pitcher, and they come and they're going to talk, yeah, and they're speaking, and you can read their lips. And let's say you got a four game series. Let's say you're, yeah. let's say let's say my twins are coming to Colorado to play your Rockies, uh-huh. and all of a sudden I know uh, maybe it's mid season, team's not playing that well. They're not going to change up their signs as they should because they're getting lazy. You know, it's the doldrums, oh. the dog days of summer. They're going to just set, set the, set the, uh, hey, for this series, a one is a fastball, two is a curve, three is a change, four is a slider, five is going to, you know, pitch mm-hmm. out, whatever. And then if I do this, it's if I tug in my ear, it's going to be a hit and run. If I tug on this ear, it's a suicide squeeze. If I do this, it's going to be take, the, I mean, there's all these uh-huh. signals. Uh-huh. Well, if I can figure some of those things out in game one of a four game series, that's inside information. That's valuable information. Yeah. So they want these guys to know what's going on and they'll be able to relay it. So it's really a thing uh, because there's a lot of money in the line. And now with gambling and betting, bring it to 2023, it's it's going to be way more prevalent because it's not about, you know, getting a kicker to 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 miss a kick or, or to it's not about winning a game by one point. It's about maybe missing a field goal late in the game to cover the spread. We're not going to lose by 12. We need to lose by 13. And uh-huh. that means I'm going to make a million bucks. Oh now, my you, God. now you get a kicker who will say, yeah, for a hundred grand, I'll miss a kick. No one's going to know. You know what I mean? You can with one guy just, you know, it's so, it's, so there's a lot of ways now with gambling. It used to be the NFL had, they would hire FBI guys to follow them around. And um, when I wrote in the football code, there's a whole chapter in kickers mm-hmm. and punters. They would put balls in like crock pots and they'd put them in microwave ovens. Yeah. And and then eventually they had to, they had these things called K balls where they would write a big K on the kicker ball. Uh-huh. Like the, the ball Tom Brady uses is a different ball than the kicker uses. Yeah. They would lube them up with, with Mississippi mud and they, and they get them soft and they want to bend it so that they're more alignable with the way they kick mm-hmm. right because they're, it's they're just real like you you know if you had a certain way that you want to ride your bike or your yeah. seat was a certain way or your wheels were a certain yeah, way for a perfect, certain yeah yeah they gotta be perfect for that environment that terrain that uh-huh. that road situation so then eventually they started traveling they would kickers would get the balls and they would they would do stuff to them and they could you know like in denver if i can doctor the ball with that altitude that might go an extra two yards yeah. right well that might be the difference in a field goal and not a field goal winning the game so they would have these FBI guys travel uh-huh. with the balls in a locked case and oh. they would keep them on the sideline and uh-huh. only let them have them when it was time for them to have them. And it's just, there's so much stuff where they, and then, you know, and then they would make sure that no one got involved in gambling because they, they didn't want the, the FBI or these mobsters to get yeah. a hold of athletes because if they could corrupt them to throw a game like the old, you know, like the movie Field of Dreams is based yeah. on a, a game that the, the the old, the Black Sox, the Chicago, that they, uh-huh. they threw the World Series. A bunch of guys got together and said, we can make a bunch of money if we just agree to lose. Uh-huh. So there's this stuff going on now that, that really makes all of this stuff really, really interesting. Huh. Okay. So, so do you think that these gambling apps, uh, it, like, how are they going to be able to track who's gambling on, on what? And like the mob, it's so, con- it's what? Like, so convoluted now you're going to need to, you're going to need to get a kicker on the record saying that, you know, but it, it's going, I, I guarantee you it's already going on. Uh-huh. I mean, being inside as much as I am, I've, I've, I've heard stories allegedly about, you know what I mean? Um, and it's not, you can bet on anything. So it's not like the Super Bowl. I mean, you're talking about just some, you know, division one 
low level basketball game where maybe they a guy misses a shot at the buzzer so again uh-huh. they instead of losing by 11 they lose by 12 cover the spread that's yeah. fine because you can bet on that uh-huh. there's so many things you can bet on now that that this is this is where this is going to become a really big problem huh wow okay so let's talk about like more modern stuff right like bugging clubhouses yeah. uh what they're doing with tv like even cell phones like what do you know about that drones i mean so let's drones. go back to the football code with with um spygate uh-huh. spygate was basically um it was bill belichick um and his staff got busted for videotaping other teams signals that's right well, I, okay. I wrote this the, the book and i interviewed a lot of coaches that that bragged about it like they would uh-huh. have i mean back in the day before drones and video they would have guys at a, you know you, you'd come into a t- the city you'd come and you'd practice at some uh-huh. college field the day before they'd have guys like climbing trees or maybe there was a dormitory they could look out down and they would study what they were going to do and the, and the other team knew it so they might practice some plays where they would think that they go oh these guys are going and uh-huh. then they would have a team meeting at their hotel and they would have they would literally leave a dummy playbook behind like no one like where's your playbook Uh like you have to have it with you well these guys would literally because of course this is before ipads where you can have all this stuff electronically they would literally print a dummy playbook and leave it on purpose so that they would find it Uh and then go back and go we got their playbook but it was all misinformation Uh uh-huh okay so let's talk about this two things one is i grew up um like drew pearson was lived on my street growing up pearson pushed off yeah, wait. Oh, you think so? 1975 <laughs> NFC divisional playoff game. My Minnesota Vikings. It was the Hail Mary. And a uh-huh. lot of people don't know this, Tracy, but uh-huh. Fran Tarkenton, my childhood hero, the quarterback uh-huh. of my Vikings, uh-huh. his father is watching the game. He uh-huh. dropped dead of a heart attack and his name was Dallas. That's uh-huh. a true story. So Drew Pearson allegedly kind of was involved with killing Fran Tarkenton's father. Allegedly. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> So I'm, I, look, I was six years old, but I, I'm, I'm not over it. Clearly, I know you're not over it. Well, okay. well, I know, I know the Vikings are a touch point for you because we watched that game. T- we were in this mastermind group together <laughs> right. in Dallas at this thing, and me and you were like watching the game on your phone. We're look, your look, your Broncos and my Vikings and the Buffalo Bills were all right there. We all had four losses, the most. Well, we were I'll all equally horrible, and then you got. Peyton Manning and won two of them. So now it's just us and Buffalo with four losses. So I'm rooting for Buffalo to get to the Super Bowl and lose so that we're not the most pathetic team anymore. That, well, that's how, that's how sad I am, okay? Here, here's here's how it is, is that the Broncos are fine. Like I watch the Broncos because it's easy to see in Denver. I'm a Cowboys girl because I grew oh, up in Dallas okay. and um, it's just year after year disappointment. When, when having the personnel. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you want to talk about the Herschel Walker trade? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want to talk about how you stole my Minnesota North Stars? I mean, where, where do you want this conversation to go, Tracy? I, I don't know. I mean, do you it want to come is. over and kick my dog? What else do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I drank the coffee this morning. Um, so, anyway. Okay. So back to cheating because, okay. So, when the before Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys, they practiced in our like literally down the street from our house, in which is why Drew Pearson lived there, and uh, and there was a hotel right over the practice field, which was this crummy, nasty. Um, uh, you've probably been by it. Uh, it's a it's a K- KFC now. They, they it's not even a, f- <laughs> a football field anymore. But they the coaches would get the other team would be on top of that uh, yeah. office building right there and, and watch everything. So that's super interesting. Well, and so that. what, so what, what, 
what Spygate was, was he got caught. Uh-huh. And, you know, as, as a speaker, you know, you and I, we keynote these conferences. I, when I talk as a speaker, I kind of tie these nefarious things back to business, right? Uh-huh. Like about cheating and what's acceptable. Yeah. So they all kind of did it, right? Even modern, they have drones and they, mm-hmm. they were always sneaking around. But the thing with Belichick was the Patriots had won six Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that's what I equate back to some of the, the hubris of big banks, which, which is what you, your wheelhouse, right? Working with yep. financial services. Mm-hmm. When, when, when all of a sudden you go, we're the best, right? Screw yeah. you. Uh-huh. Other teams go, you know what? No, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to come after you. And, and that's, that's what happened basically is that, you know, it's not like if my Vikings caught stealing, <laughs> caught stealing, anyone would care. It's not like we're going to go beat anyone. Right? right. But when you win six Super Bowls and you kind of rub your nose in it, yeah. rub their nose, right. And you kind of say, we're the Patriots. And, and it's a salary cap era where everything is supposed to be the same. It's like NASCAR. Everyone's the same. Right. So you, the, the way you get better is, well, NASCAR, you ain't cheating. You ain't trying. If you can adjust the restrictor plate and get a little bit more oxygen flow, you might get a half a mile per hour and over a lap that might be this much. And that's a win. Well, yeah. in football, if you know signs, that might mean you're doing a cover three versus a cover sure. versus a nickel package versus this or whatever. And you might win a game in the last second. And that matters. Uh-huh. So the Patriots Spygate, they got busted and they lost a first round pick. It was about a you know $30 million value, but they came right back. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so, and then deflate gate was, was another, that was Tom Brady adjusting the PSI of the ball. Yeah. That was okay, just so let's him. talk about deflate gate because yeah. Tom Brady is a bad liar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I'm a body language expert and he's kind of my like end cap thing. Cause everybody has, uh, <laughs> everybody has an opinion about like the audience is split when I get to speak That's what I when I speak in New when England, I talk about Tom Brady, I say, go ahead. You can boo. You can cheer. Get out of your system because uh-huh. that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So but here but here's the deal is that um, one of the Denver Broncos coaches uh, was in one of my talks here and he he pulled me aside when I was done. He's like, here's the deal. He goes for years and years and years in the NFL, kickers have been putting air in the ball. Quarterbacks have been taking air out. And, and to both of your points. Uh, the the Colts got tired of Tom Brady and that yeah. whole attitude. Twenty million dollars later in lawyer fees, yeah, and, uh, we had to flake it. And Tom Brady he lied and lied and lied, and he's in like, and all of a sudden his his phone got ran over by his car. It's like yeah. Tom Brady, you're not very smart because your phone records aren't on your phone, dumb dumb. They're on, they're at the computer. At the, as you like company. to say, liar, liar, pants on fire, right? Exactly. That's what exactly what my audience says. And people will boo and all sorts of but, stuff. But here's, a, but here's the sad thing, okay? Um, and what did that do for Tom Brady? He's in the he news. He came back and won more Super Bowls. Now he signed a half a billion dollar television deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm a member of EO, uh, Entrepreneurs yep. Organization here in Minnesota. We just hired Alex Rodriguez, mm-hmm. A-Rod, mm-hmm. who's in my baseball code book for yeah. cheating, for yeah. t- for performance dancing drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just paid him an enormous six-figure sum to come speak at our conference. Uh-huh. So if you cheat now, you're, in some regards, you're rewarded. Look at Frank Abengale. I'm sure you've spoken oh, at many conferences well, with, with Frank, right? Well, Frank Abengale is also too good to come on my podcast, apparently. <clears throat> well, so anyway, he's got a movie I don't. What, you know, what are you going to do? I, I get it. Get it. If Leonardo DiCaprio plays you in a movie, you you win. So yeah, you I, don't I, I end agree. up on Tracy's podcast. <laughs> no. You're stuck with schlums like me, so I'm I'm happy to be here. Um, but um, okay. So which brings me to another thing. Let's talk 
about uh, drug use in sports. Okay. Because that has negatively impacted my income. It has negatively impacted my career uh, because races gets got stolen. Right. And it, yeah, it's right. not just me. It's not just the men's field is in the women's field, but um, you're going to love this because um, back in, was it 2000 or nine? Yeah. 2000, 2001. I got a call from Brian McNamee. You know that name, you know, Brian. Keep going. Uh, trainer for Roger Clements and Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Nobby played, played for the Minnesota Twins. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah. And so um, who uh, just as a vibe that I got from him, total snake, right? But that's when I was doing mental performance training for athletes, flew us down to Tampa for the Tampa Yankees to work with Chuck, who was a second baseman and could not throw the ball to first. Had the yips. Yeah, he did. And, um, and he hired us, paid us a bunch of money, refused to um, actually invest like emotionally in the protocols of excellence and kept his kept his problem and it is career. But I was in that apartment that um, where Brian McNamee shot up Roger Clements and I should have looked around a little bit better is what <laughs> that comes to. So so we got um, drug use in sports. It's not technically illegal in baseball anymore. Or, well, let me let me, so let me go what? let me go back a little bit. So, interestingly, so this the book that I did called The Hockey Code mm -hmm. got turned into a movie with an with a, an Academy Award-winning director, a guy named Alex Gibney, okay. and Alex also did a movie called The Armstrong Lie, about Lance. Well, and really, which is your I raised, I raised with Lance, and okay. So, but but, what, but but was what was interesting though, and if you you know tie these two together because you know more way more about this than I do, yeah, is the systemic cheating. Yeah. Okay. When it you is. look at it, wasn't just a guy who Googled how do I take a couple cycles of, you know, well yeah, whatever. This is this is this is like the bus and Lance Armstrong's bus had a refrigerator hidden in it so that they could keep blood for blood doping. Yeah. That, that's not one guy, that's systemic. That's a whole lot of people mm -hmm. that are cheating to help one person, one team win. So this is where you go, like, is it, and the thing is, I like I spoke at a at a, at a UWATA conference, the World Anti-Doping Agency. Oh, you did? And they, and like, it, like they basically said, in their opinion, I remember there was, I was on a mm -hmm. panel with like Christine Brennan and some other really mm -hmm. important people. And this one guy said, and I remember, I don't recall who it was, but he basically said in his his opinion, mm -hmm. it would be physically impossible to win the Tour de France without doping. I mean, so it's like, it's so systemic in, in how it is. And when oh, you yeah. tie that to other sports, the mm -hmm. thing is, is what we learned the most from like Balco when we, when mm -hmm. with, I wrote a book about with Barry Bonds years yeah. ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the Bay um, Area Laboratory Company. They, they were the first guys to kind of put a light on when, when Barry Bonds was doping and, and broke the home run record was about how basically they're about 10 years ahead of the testing. Oh, exactly. It's like what the Russians had, what the Russians had mm -hmm. done with all their stuff of being damned at the Olympics, but basically like we're here with our testing. So right now, so the people getting busted for doping now are stuff that were basically like, oh yeah, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. we can finally test for it with the blood sample. Basically, well, you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh yeah, it's cat and mouse. And it's always cat and mouse. Yeah. So they're well, so so it's it's like they've left it. Like I remember when when Sammy Sosa and mm -hmm. um, uh, Mark McGuire were in the home run yeah. derby, mm -hmm. and it was after the strike. So they need baseball needed something to win the fans back, right? That's why, and all of a sudden, you that's need why they you had, let Lance go. 
and, and it's like it's always based on TV or it's all about money, right? It's all about money. So all the and I remember like Mark, they're interviewing Mark McGuire in his locker in St. Louis, and he's got like a, a can of Creo behind him, oh. and it's like and it's like, well, yeah, I take this, and it's like, what what do you what is that? And it was uh-huh. like, well, there's certain things that are now like when you look, like Tom Brady, like he has like a like a, a team of dietitians, nutritionists that do nothing but manage supplements for what's legal, what's not legal, what, yeah. what could, right. What? Mm-hmm. So, and that's where you're seeing a lot of the, like the Dominican kids who come in and mm-hmm. they, they're getting busted because they don't, don't have the resources to, to test for these to things or to up. understand what's in a label. So it's really, like you said, cat and mouse, like, mm-hmm. uh, but, but baseball kind of like, yeah, well, you know, that was the era. So now, are 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 A Rod or Roger Clemens are are these guys going to get in the Hall of Fame? They're going to make them wait because baseball Hall of Fame is is done by the writers and uh-huh. these are old school guys and they're like, nope, you're not going to be a first ballot guy. Mm-hmm. So well, that's the punishment. But they're still making millions on endorsements and, and oh, other totally, stuff. Totally, totally. Well, and by the way, the guys who came out and admitted it, mm-hmm. the guys like like Jason Giambi, who yeah. they said, hey, you took steroids, and he said. I'm sorry. I was injured. I didn't know any better. I apologize. You know what they said to those guys? They said, don't do it again. Play ball. Here's a multi-million dollar contract. But the guys who were like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't cheat. They're like, F you, you're done. We're, we're not. And that was kind of how it went. Well, in cycling, they just kind of slapped you on the wrist. And again, they said, okay, go. And and that was it. And it wasn't until Lance's thing where they actually did some meaningful suspensions. I mean, I I, I would have been on the line, uh, start line with Jeannie Longo. You know, she's been busted three times. She hung her. And, and, and even when I was at the Olympic Training Center, the French team would come in and uh, down in Colorado Springs, because we, you know, we have reciprocal training yeah. agreements and stuff. And the women look like little boys, right? Which like- yeah. It's not cool to have curves in cycling, right? Because this weight you got to drag around. Okay, fine. But then they um, they had these canisters of like powder, and, and it was all written in French. And and we know they would all been busted, like Je- like Jeannie Longo, Maria Canines, like all of them. And and we're we're across the way, you know, eating our breakfast, and we're like, what's in the powder? <laughs> and, and all they would eat is oatmeal. Like they weren't. Even, I mean, we have a hundred mile ride today, and you're eating a, a thing of oatmeal and calling it good. Like how, how does that doesn't add up? Like it doesn't add yeah. up at all. Now, granted with drug use, you can't just take your drugs, which if you need to take drugs, it's a lot of drugs. It's not, it's not a little bit. It is a lifestyle commitment to get, you right. can't just go down to the feed store yeah. and get yourself some steroids. Like it's customized, like to do it right. costs 60 to probably a hundred thousand dollars a year. You can't not train. Like people then, think, oh, oh, it's shit. No, no, you do all it just, that. It just a lot, right? It allows you to train more, harder. It's not right. like you take the drug and you become a superstar and you're going to oh. win the batting title. It allows you to get through the injuries quicker. Mm-hmm. It allows you to manage inflammation, mm-hmm. and, and if you're willing to put in the work, you can get much quicker gains. Mm-hmm. But then you look back at like I remember I did a piece one time on, I believe her name was Heidi Krieger, and this was an East German shot putter who it was a woman who. Mm-hmm or a woman who literally became a man because of all of the veterinary grade anabolic steroids that the government had allegedly uh-huh. had been, you know, forcing these people to take when they, mm-hmm. from the time they were young kids, they'd go to these academies and they would yeah. be identified as like, yeah, East your, German, your parents Russian. are big and mm-hmm. we're, and that was, and it was just heartbreaking, but that was essentially like, it's look, it's going on. 
it's happening. You as a as a world class athlete, how demoralizing! Know that you're you're doing things the right way. You're playing by the rules, mm-hmm. and you don't have a chance because your your body maybe for the first fifty miles you're you're good. You're right there, but Not it's me. the last fifty where they're going to be like. <laughs> but but you know what I mean though. It's, yeah. it's right. It comes down to like, you look look. I I study the peak performers in sports, and and mm-hmm. basically. 90% of these people are about the same, right? But there's there's a few outliers. There's the Michael Jordans that are just mm-hmm. freaks. But but basically it comes down to either will beat skill, how bad you're going to work, how much you're going to mm-hmm. right? Or or are you willing to take this step to become um, you know, and Lance got that free pass because it was like, well, he was a cancer survivor, yeah. so he was taking drugs that weren't quite, you know what I mean? Like, well, and he but you know, he still had the hero status because he had he'd overcome this, but then it went, you know, once and it was interesting. I, I live in Minnesota. Greg Lamond is here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I remember speaking at one time with him. He's very, very opinionated about it. Yeah, and, those and, guys don't get along. No, no. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's a uh, look in society. I mean, to, to kind of bring this all back to what you and I do. It's like, you know, you talk about about lying and, and, mm-hmm. and, it's, and, and you look at like politics. It's like fake news. And, and it's yeah. just it's it's just it's like. We've gotten to the point where, you know, are we celebrating people that cheat and lie? Are we like, what's cheating? What's gamesmanship? Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, if you can go on, you know, the Facebook algorithm and do this, or if you can, you know, and it's like, it's, 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 this is a much bigger problem. You and I are just kind of just below the, the, the water line on the iceberg going, mm-hmm. there's all this stuff down here. And, and, and the fact that what really gets me for the stuff you talk about and I talk about is a lot of people just say to me like, well, I don't watch the news. It's all bad news. Mm-hmm. I heard a great quote recently where Katie Couric said, news is no longer information, it's affirmation. And that really oh, bothered that's interesting. me. interesting. Because yeah. I grew up in a household where the news was valued. I subscribed to the New York Times and mm-hmm. the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press, and I read the news, and I, I, I try and read all of them, so I'm informed. Mm-hmm. But it's like now people are like, I don't want to read the news. And then they get all their news from Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whether it's MSNBC or Fox News. It's all polarized, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the middle anymore. Everything is just – everything is extreme. You're either AOC and Ilhan over here or you're, or you're Trump and, 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 and over over here and it's like yeah. there's nothing normal anymore in the middle regardless of whoever you vote for or whatever i don't want to go down yeah. that rabbit hole yeah but it's just and it's like well they're doing this well they're doing that mm-hmm. and it's just it's just it's it's just we've created an effed up society and then that's just sad mm-hmm. well we have we have and so that's all we uncover here on the show so then um we solve all the world's problems right here well i don't know if we solve any but we'll tell you about them so <laughs> <laughs> okay so um Tell us more about your books and where where people can get them, how yeah. they can get a hold of you. Because you, I'm not here to hawk books. I'm here to help you and and, and be. I honestly, I'm I'm not. I mean, I, I'm a speaker like you, and I would just tell your listeners if you want to hire an amazing speaker, then hire Tracy freaking Brown. She's oh awesome gosh. and she's amazing, <laughs> and I'm one of your biggest fans. So I'm here to be your cheerleader, man. Oh, well, I'm a Ross uh, fan, so I'm going to say hire Ross. So um, just a fantastic keynote speaker. Hall of Fame, like not a joke, like really. Oh, stop. Stop. (laughs) One of my favorite people. So um, what what else do people need to know about this cheating thing that they can apply in their lives? Like like one last last comment. You know what? I I think you just you know, I kind of come at it from the lens of sports where I Mm -hmm. kind of I brag about great people, great companies who do it the right way. 
And, you know, we live in America where you're always going to get that second, third shot, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the Goldman Sachs's of the worlds and the Lehman Brothers of the worlds and the WorldComs have come and gone. And there's always the next Sam Bankman Freed. And there's always oh the next Elizabeth Holmes mm-hmm. out there along with Lance Armstrong and Bernie Madoff. And I, I talk about these people. I celebrate the really good ones and I kind of throw the bad ones under the bus. But I think it comes down to you deciding... You know, for me, I, I talk about the champion's code. So I take the mm-hmm. codes and about these unwritten rules and I, I apply them to your life. How do you want to live your life? How do you want to treat your spouse? How do you want to do business? How do you build relationships? How mm-hmm. do you, you know, are you an honest person? Is a handshake agreement good enough for you? Right. And it's so, you you know, you know, you're, you can tell body language, you know, if a person's a jerk in the first few minutes and I kind of can get that vibe too. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you get that maternal instinct that if you want to do business here. right something's not quite not quite right and as you dive deeper and peel, peel away the layers you know there's usually always something there so no one's perfect but i don't know i just kind of challenge people and companies to kind of do good and i'm a big believer in karma and that's why i'm on with you because you're just a good human and i love helping my buddies and and you're 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 my buddy so I, that's how it that's how it goes in our world oh thanks great karma i love it ross Thank you so much for coming on Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. You're just, you're awesome. <laughs> Love you, girlfriend. I can't wait to see you in Orlando at our next big conference, and we are definitely going to hang and go have a beer, and we are not going for a 100-mile bike ride. We will not. We will not. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate, and review it. I'll see you next time.